0: It's easy to blame the person and say, it's their fault that I'm unhappy. It's their fault that I don't have what I want in my life. And that in itself is its own form of narcissism. Our stories, our relationship of what we currently have are simply just the stories that we've told ourselves of how relationships are supposed to be. When you love yourself, you automatically give permission to the people around you to love themselves. Love is irrespective of you. Whatever you repress today will express tomorrow. When you actually find the partner that you can actually love, you'll see them from both sides. Divorce happens, relationships end, not because of a lack of sex. It's because of mismanagement of money. Because money equals value. And if there's, the person isn't felt valued, there's not value in the relationship, that relationship is headed to turmoil and death. Love is irrespective of you. It's irrespective of you. If you're afraid of letting them go, that's your, not their shit. But if you subordinate to someone else's rules of the relationship, now you're you're not the same person as the other person, but you have to subordinate to the rules that everyone gives you. How does that make any sense? it can't but when you love someone for who they are you're not subordinating to anyone you're just appreciating them for who they are where they're at who they're supposed to be for themselves not what you want not your expectation of the game not your expectation of who you think they're supposed to be if you're going to be in a real relationship please my suggestion is this don't fool yourself to think that you're going to be giving now and taking later or taking now and giving later It's wise to be both giving and taking in the relationship so that you can be in a proper exchange in the relationship. And when that happens, you'll attract a partner that you get to love. That's right. You get to a partner you get to love because they're whole, they're complete, they're an entire human being, just like you. And the interesting thing about this is that when you learn to have relationships with an individual that is truly authentic, relationships become tremendous valuable. The exchange is absolutely beautiful in the And most of us will look for people who want to support us. But those who want to grow will look for people who want to challenge us. Your relationship will never grow the identity that you're in. It won't. It has, it'll be impossible to. If your identity of a relationship is a chore, Maybe something gets a lot of work and it's it's a responsibility and, and things that you need to get done. The relationship won't grow beyond that. You may have a partner next to you, but you're not going to be loving around that partner because there's two types of love that I want to talk to you about. There's the animal love, which is the parts of yourself, which are the animals filling the needs, the lower part of the brain. And then there's the, I want to call it for lack of better words here, the higher love. And this is the higher love where you feel a deep resonance of love with an individual not based on the premise of something that is chaotic but rather a systematic approach to loving the person for all of who they are our stories our relationships of what we currently have are simply just the stories that we've told ourselves of how relationships are supposed to be you can say all these other stories, and all these things that you want to, but as long as you're getting value in that relationship, you'll be there. As soon as the person stops providing value and supporting what you want out of your life, you'll start questioning it. You'll have thoughts, you'll have different things inside of your head, and some of you may even pack your bags and, sit and say, you know what, I'm going to leave. And They may be empty threats, or they may, empty be, and may be empty bags, but may even pack your bags and say to yourself, you know what, I've got to get out of this. I don't know, but something shifted. And then they started supporting your values and supporting who you are. And then they said, oh, you know what? Maybe this relationship's good. Maybe he's not such a jerk or she's not such a crazy one. Was it them or was it you that made the shift? Nine out of ten times, it's probably you that made the shift, that allowed them to shift. And if you want to love yourself, you have to love everything around you. And every experience as a part of it. And every person as a part of that experience. And the objectives of every relationship we're under is to make sure we get into balance with ourself and those around us. That's the connection neurotransmitter. So you walk around saying, I'm attracted to this person. No, you just got a bunch of oxytocin about it. That's all it is. It's just a bunch of oxytocin that's rushing up. And they're talking to you in your values, and you think that they're supporting you. And you're blind to the downside of them, and you only see the upside of them, so you think that, oh, they're so amazing, they're so fantastic. But as soon as you start seeing the downside of them as well, and you start balancing out the oxytocin, you now see them as a whole person rather than a a blinded, one-sided view. You now see the other side of the person. You get to appreciate them is that when you know you're doing it for the family, and you're doing it for the ones that you really love, that you really love them, you don't get caught up in the emotions, are they pissed off, are they angry, it's just whatever. Do the things that are in your values, for your values, and they don't need to understand the mirror neurons. They don't need to understand what's happening. Just keep doing you, because when you do you, I believe there's a grander matrix that they're falling into that the mirror neurons will reflect to them, and they'll see it, and they'll want to do it for themselves. But when you focus on what you've got to do when you love yourself, you automatically give permission to the people around you to love themselves. But in a relationship it sounds better to blame the other person. It's easy to blame the person and say it's their fault that I'm unhappy. It's their fault that I don't have what I want in my life. And that in itself is its own form of narcissism. If you stop and think about it, it really is. Because people will sit and say that narcissism is when the person's only self-indulged about them. But the people that are complaining about it, whether you're male or female, is irrelevant to this. They're the ones who are saying that it should be more about me. So isn't that the same reflection back to the individual? Of course it is, because people are stuck in a dopamine-driven, narcissistic way to think that life is about them. And we've done this in our society. We've created this type of environment in our world to say that everything is about me, and everything is entitled to be about me and I deserve and I get and the more I exist without doing anything providing any value the more I deserve in life. Your health, your psychology, your relationships, all of this is interconnected for your mind and body to become part of it. Whether it's your finances, your relationships, your your wealth, your business, your customers you see, it doesn't matter what it is, it's all 100 percent correlated to what's happening in your brain now. It's health, It's your wealth, it's your relationships. All three of these are needed in order for you to become wealthy in your life. Love is not the antithesis of fear. Love is the appreciation and gratitude for who they are as the expression of a mirror of yourself. When you're too giving in a relationship, you get the person that's going to give you the opposite in order to get you to understand that they are two sides of yourself. However, when you empower yourself in a relationship and you are both narcissistic and altruistic, take for yourself and give at the same time because you're also giving and taking in a relationship. You actually attract a partner who has both altruism and narcissism parts of their life. The person that thinks that it's better only to give in a relationship, this is the person that will sit and say, you know what, that person, they're the narcissist. And as time progresses, they will eventually, slowly but surely, into the narcissistic self, and they'll express it, because that's who they are. And they'll they'll look at themselves, they say, I feel trampled, I feel resentful, I feel angry at my partner, and they'll start snapping. Then they'll start getting angry. And then they'll start, all these bickering, well, this will happen. And then communication stops, but the person will start to step up for themselves. They have to, because whatever you repress today will express tomorrow. And when we take lust into love, we truly don't understand it it's just a spike in dopamine and dopamine continues to rise and we get a complete rise in dopamine And it feels fantastic it's rushed and then what we do but it's not loving the person it's needing the person it's completely needing the individual and we constantly need the person and we constantly need the person we constantly need the person it's never connected and your emotions and your health will go up and down your thyroid will go up and down your blood sugars will go up and down. When you actually find the partner that you can actually love, you'll see them for both sides. A long-lasting relationship happens, not because of necessity, which most of them stay because of that. Right? They stay until they're 60, 70, and 80-year-old, and they, they start bickering at each other. What the f*** is the point of that? Right? That's desperation. I'm not interested in desperation. I'm interested in, in inspiration in a relationship because that's life affirming. And if the same for me, because when you love someone, you really aren't afraid of letting them go. Love is irrespective of you. You'll start with the phase of attraction, which is biochemical, human, right? Nature of sex and for procreation, but humans, humans today, we're not designed to live to 70, 80, 90 years old, right? Evolution really lasted 40 years. Like if you passed 40 years, congratulations. Like you've gone way beyond what evolution had. But we now have to balance these hormones and grow so that we can actually live the length of our life with this person. Because our psychology is expanding. Our thinking is expanding the time horizon is expanding but our bodies need to catch up to that that's why if you think about your relationships when they're early in your teens 20s maybe early 30s it's much more lust focused but what you're doing is you're focusing on relationships that are much more grounded and more stable and you're not looking to fill checks check boxes of things of you've wanted a fantasy you're looking in the person and what you can create with the person because I want you to gather and understand that if this is really what it's about and love is really about, we just go through these chaoses. and when are our emotions the highest? Young teens and 20s and early 30s. Why? Procreation. Because relationships need two whole people to be empowered and in, in a true exchange for their life to grow. If not, emotional chaos will ensue and finances will be the form where it becomes chaotic for people. Hey guys, if you like that video, click on the link over here and you're gonna love the next video.